0: Lat-B, where MMA and UFC get silly. This is the Lat-B Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back to the third annual Lat-Bs. What everybody's been excited for year-round, what all the fighters have been looking forward to. Let me know what's going down, Cheney at the end of the year here.
1: I am excited everyone has joined us. I know the fighters are excited and on bated breath this year. Um, everyone's like, oh, is it 245 we're excited about at the end of the year? Is it UFC Busan? No, it's the Lat B Awards, everyone. Welcome. Welcome.
0: What a year we've had. <laughs> it has I'm been so amazing. Excited. I'm
1: so excited. I got to sip a little, little of the good stuff. I'm so excited <laughs> about it.
0: After all of the profits all year long, all of the ups and downs, roller coaster rides, it has been a good one. I mean, highlights that I can't, in retrospect, going over the tape, looking back at what just happened in 2019, it's been some monumental changes of the guard, some just upsets that are why we watch this sport in general.
1: And some people that we thought, this guy needs to go on home, pack it up. And then, oh, maybe not. He's still here to excite. He's still here for me to watch Bang. She's still around kicking. So I think there's a, I think there's a lot of greatness in, in my years of watching UFC. Looking back, it might be my favorite year of UFC ever.
0: It's been a really, really great one with not the usual suspects at the top. I Which like that, so yes.
1: Fun. It's like this vacuum that was created because of the megastars, and I don't think John Jones has crawled all the way up back to the spot he once was, uh, that it's left a vacuum for a lot of characters. I think characters in the UFC.
0: Which we love. Yeah. It's made the a sport
1: entertainment error.
0: a lot better.
1: I don't know. Should we get right into it?
0: There's nothing else to say.
1: Yeah, I think right now we start the Lappies off. Uh, We uh, discuss a little of who we picked last year and in the award, and then we'll go into our choice and why we have them. If there's any hesitation, uh, this is a YouTube-friendly show. We did go through this, so uh, if you're a person that usually audio listens, maybe you want to hop over to YouTube. But it might take me a minute or two to dig through and find the answer to the question but hopefully we go in order i feel like i need to find the first one before i have it i'm like who do i have on this i totally forget
0: (laughs) for the year previous
1: i know so we have best revival is our very first award of the 2019 this is the fighter that's come back from uh that we kind of counted out we thought they were over and they surprised us maybe they made us eat our words in a way and so this is our choice for that last year I think we agreed we did agree with Cowboy
0: Cerrone which was what a year he's had wins and losses he's still been at an all-time high and he's had some pretty highs pretty high highs before if you know what I'm saying
1: Gosh, we have a lot of categories. As I'm scrolling back through, I'm like, geez, I'm creaminy.
0: We definitely get to it.
1: So uh, this year, there's been a couple honorable mentions that I have eaten my words on and people that I want to see fight in 2020 that I thought I wanted to see retire in 2019. Uh, Two of them, Jim Miller. Uh, I want to see him fight in 2020, and I thought he put on a good performance in 2019. I'm excited to see where it goes for Jim Miller. Uh, Showtime Pettis. He's put on a really exciting year, a lot of fun performances, a knockout of Wonderboy. Uh, could be my knockout of the year. We'll see. Wow. I don't know. We'll see. But my favorite, the fighter who's made me eat my words the most, that I'm really excited that I actually think has a shot to wear gold at some point, is um, Mr. Kevin Lee. He is my best revival. Of 2019. He is a
0: great revival. I mean, he's on the KO contender of the year as well. You got to be on a momentum. Maybe mention, I have it. Maybe. Maybe I have it. Maybe, maybe I have, I have all it. All
1: Kevin Lee hype train this year.
0: Maybe I got it. Uh, so it's I wanted lovely. to give it
1: to Kevin Lee. He made me eat my words this year, not with just with the match of Gregor Gillespie, but the going back down, the going to a camp that I talk shit about, TriStar. Whoa! Drama That's in the exciting. studio. That's Drama in the studio. Come down. That was Gregor Gillespie. <laughs> he's at the dope. Put the stick through the handle. It's like a zombie. Can't be mad. But uh, I think that uh, he's just really surprised me, and I'm excited about him at 155. I'm excited about TriStar. I'm excited about the whole thing. So best revival, Mr. Kevin Lee. It's weird to give a, what, he's a young guy.
0: He is a young guy, but he's been long in the tooth in the UFC scene. So we've definitely seen him come along and it is the best version of him we're getting now of him. But he's always had that potential. It's just once he really hits that next echelon of Fighters. So that's a great pick. Definitely honorable mentions deserve to be there as well. As you're saying, honorable mention for me, I got to put DP Dustin Poirier. He did become the champion at 155 only to relinquish the belt so quickly thereafter as soon as uh you know the screaming eagle got to him but i don't have as many honorable mentions that's the one that really stuck out to me the other one in line is someone we've always been touting off street jesus himself We have Jorge Masvidal coming in for actual contendership coming into 2020. There's no way that he's not gonna be headlining pay-per-views the next year. So it's a revival that he's also been long in the tooth ever since the Strikeforce days. You know we love us some game bread, always love us some game bread, and he will appreciate the nice award. Here we have him actually holding the award for the <laughs> bees. Yeah, you already <laughs> sent it to him.
1: Unfortunately, uh, we don't have the video of him accepting it, but I think everybody should realize this is real stuff. He's excited about it. He's
0: definitely... Uh, <laughs> I,
1: I mean, it's almost like how can you not go with uh, Jorge Masvidal as a revival of the year. He's so huge. It's almost like it was hard to stay away from him for every pick of this fight card.
0: Agreed. <laughs> for
1: every pick of this award show. Uh, awesome. He could be a fighter of the year. Could be contender. a knockout of could the year. Could be a knockout of the year
0: contender. <laughs> He's a revival um, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Here great I let pick, me. Great
1: pick. So, 2019 rolling in. What is our next category?
0: Then we ended up having K.O. of the year for Lat-B. Last year, I ended up picking K.K. versus Andrage. I told you I wasn't ready for it. Still, it hurts me to watch the tape. K.K. took one for the team on that one, but... It was definitely a mixed-up year. There was so many knockout-of-the-year contenders. We already hit on Gillespie. We already talked about Masvidal versus Ben Askren sending them into the shadow realm in there with the quickest knockout of the year. We also had some gruesome ones. Rosenstroop being on that honorable mention in the late part of the year. Spinning back fists from Steven Peterson almost went in there, but... What did it for me, one that I saw in person that I have never seen before at all, was Nico Price coming in with a humongous win live in person. Did I see that straw man fall and collapse on himself?
1: It wasn't written on there. So I was like, I think it's this one. It definitely is. Like, looking at the is. slide, but it didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like...
0: Dude. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is a good one. Nico Price enjoying his Lappy Award there in the cage with Mike Vick crumpled to the ground. Oh my
1: gosh, he killed a man.
0: It was what in life, real life, we all stood up and clapped when he, when Mike Vick got up, James Vick got up <laughs> <laughs> three minutes after, but he was twitching for a good two and a half. It was a bit scary in there. That was just something to behold in person, let alone on TV when I watched it. There were so many honorable mentions this year. Was this the year of the KO in there the UFC? There was some
1: brutal KOs. My one honorable mention, I, I went with emotion this year with my knockout. There was so much brutality, but one that just got me right in my, oh, shit. And Sergio Pettis knocking out Thompson was really a big deal. That was my runner-up this year for sure.
0: Anthony uh, Pettis.
1: Or Anthony Pettis, sorry. Showtime Pettis. Uh, but my favorite KO of the year that I had to go with my homegirl on this, and I had to say the brutality, and the, I haven't forgot, I haven't forgot, I'm back on your train, I pull for you in 2020, but you still block lap B, and this is our homegirl, we actually contacted Valentina, and was like, jessica i blocks us and she's like oh does she
0: let me hit her with (laughs)
1: let me hit her with (laughs) that and she crucified her the way she laid out just arms wide it was my favorite knockout of the year it made me stand up and it made me silent i was like oh and the same as the brutality of the vic i was like is she all right like she didn't get up for that time (laughs) so yeah i'm going with bull and valentina with that brutal ass hammer heel
0: that is a great one that was uh it was jimmy Manawa versus rackick on the honorable mentions as well there was so many amazing ones this year what a year ahead we have
1: yeah so i guess we move on to our next category the submission of the year who is that anaconda who is that boa constrictor who is that person that put someone to sleep who gets yours? Uh, I have some. My runners up is op, the obvious Bryce Mitchell with a twister. That's so obvious. It's ob- obvious. Ob- it is. It's so, it, it was beautiful. It was a, a great thing. Uh, I think something, a controversial submission of the year, Askren over Lawler. That could be, you could just be like, oh, that started a whole spice of things and a whole three fights of different. uh, But the submission I went with of the whole gear actually did have to do with Ben Askren, uh, but it was when he was submitted by Damian Maya. And it put uh, UFC, the really caliber, the respect of UFC, maybe because we picked this right, maybe there was no bitter feelings, but I just felt the emotion of it being grappler grappler and in a way that Colby, Covington, Usman didn't deliver when Askren and Maya went to the ground. It was the most exciting. Like, everybody just held their breath. And when the submission was finally done, it was obvious to see. So I'm going to go old school Damien Maya. He's my sub of 2019.
0: Love it. That's an absolutely great submission. We saw it coming. We were definitely making money. All sorts of plus money puestos all over Damian Maya. What a great submission. So many highlights as well. Triangles from all sorts of the grounded opponents. Honorable mentions gotta be Craig, Paul Craig versus mm-hmm. Njuku off of his back triangle in the last seconds of a smite. Oh yeah, wow. Snell freaking versus Smoka. But for me, the best submission that I had all year long was somebody that we like to ride or die with. Sometimes we die. But a lot of the time, we're riding on top with that Danaher reverse triangle, Dirty Jack, Joker Hermanson, with Submission of the Year over David Branch. Branch is such a high-level Gracie black belt that looking back on like linear all sorts of levels, it's just something that should not happen. Uh, Knockout, yeah, you can see that coming, but catching that level of black belt off of your back, essentially, and then doing it to Jacare and almost finishing him a few times with it. It's just, Jack Hermanson, you deserve it, you dirty joker. It was we a fun one. We
1: started a Jack Hermanson hype train. We thought he was the
0: one. near showed us. We
1: thought he was the one. He, I think that it just makes Cannoneer that much more legit. Um, I love that submission of the year. Great pick. Uh, who did you have for 2009, or 2018 on that? I think I went with the Zabit knee bar, and you went with the other knee bar.
0: I went with the other, um Algemeine? Stamen Aljamein. Yeah, correct.
1: Yeah, so Zubia yeah, I stretch. forgot to
0: talk about it.
1: I rushed. I rushed. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it yeah, happens yeah. to the best of us. But those were great ones over last year. This year, sneaky ones. I thought obviously we we're gonna go with the Twister because pff, obvious, I everybody's know, going with Twister. I know. You know how I twister.
1: feel about Hack. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we both dug in the bank a little bit because. I had Bryce Mitchell twister, obviously. My
1: 2019 are, I went, tried to go with emotion this year. I tried to go with the way I felt about certain things. And um, yeah, take it for what it is. These are my favorites. These are my LAPB awards. I'm just saying, you don't have to agree. Make your own LAPB awards. Let us I love where to hear it. Where?
0: Exactly. Let us know where you don't agree. One you got to agree on was the 20. 20- 18's loudest twit of the year here on lap B. I ended up picking Colby Covington for that and what a year He's had it got him all the way to a belt He did not get that belt, but he had a damn good shot a damn good try in there this year off of the beaten path, I went with someone that tried to break up somebody's marriage. For <laughs> PVZ, my girl at heart, give me a Macy Barber, the hype train. She went in there cropping all sorts of pics saying that Mr. PVZ was sliding in them DMs. It was fake. She faked it. Fake news. Macy Barber, you're the loudest twit, officially, but... I'm going to ride that money bank all the way to the she train. She's going to
1: be so excited to accept that award.
0: I think so. <laughs> I definitely think she will. You
1: know, last year my loudest twit was Dana White because he decided to go back and forth with Brennan Schaub about Eskimo Brothers. Like, why did you, <laughs> why did you open that? Um, this year, in a weird way, it's that same kind of punching down mentality that really gets me, that just really burns me up. Um, I thought it was going to be the obvious. Like, let me just pick Colby here. Let me go easy and appease all the, you know, half the audience easily by just picking Colby. But for me, it was really the punching down of John Jones being super thirsty for Israel Adesanya's steam <laughs> that drove me crazy. Maybe because you know I love Israel. He was my pick for a lot of things last year. He might be my pick for a lot of things this year. But uh, John Jones, it, that thirsty, stop tweeting at Israel Adesanya. I want to see that fight one day. But I think it's a punching down. It's like. You why aren't you tweeting at
0: T J? Uh, that tweets a little light in the ass, John Jones. Little light in the ass.
1: So I did not <laughs> like that. That was my loudest Twitter of the year. Um, yeah, I guess that's that's one of our fun categories. People don't
0: really love to get that one. <laughs> <laughs> I think they'd be fans, honestly. I like they would be. Uh,
1: uh, I think moving into the next one. Is this my category? Or, this or is, is your category. Okay. So our fight card of the year. Uh, Last year, I went with UFC 231, uh, where Max put on a clinic, and Val became the UFC 125 queen. And whatever. I'm emotional. I go heavy with Val And now looking at. I liked UFC 244, Diaz-Masvidal. I liked a 245. It was delicious. 236, Adesanya Gastelum, Holloway Poirier. Uh, But I feel like what did it for me, and it's for a few reasons. I'm personal to Valentina Shevchenko. I like that knockout. It was my knockout of the year. It was the fight card that made me like Henry Cejudo and just think everything he's doing, he's legit, and it made me get the whole shtick late to the game. But the revival of Tony Ferguson on this card, what's better than that? What's better than that? It's it's all about Tony. It's Tony or bust. You know it here. Tony Ryder dies. Every decision I make has somehow to do with Tony Ferguson, so my fight card of the year... Uh was UFC. What is it?
0: 238? 238. Two, what an amazing pick. It was a great fight card. I ended up picking 217 the year before 2018, and that was a hell of a pay-per-view, one for the ages. But I will have to say that great minds think alike with the best fight card of the year being 238 for all Whoa! of the exact same reasons. You got Val in there getting a KO, KO of the year contender. You got Ricardo Lamas versus Cater getting a mm-hmm. KO of the year contender. You got my, my Tony Ferguson, T-Fur coming in there with a brutal finish. It was just star-studded I just sit event. I had my
1: whiskey for that. I had to sip my whiskey.
0: Alexis Grasso coming in there. Sterling giving a hell of a fight, And Henry Cejudo coming back from the clutches of a defeat with those calf kicks. Oh my gosh!
1: Have you ever seen somebody learn more in the corner and come back and change their entire game? True
0: gold, the Triple C himself, riding it high on a high card. There's—I don't see how people don't see that being the. Paper he's a fighter of the year, of the year contender. hundred percent fighter of the year contender. What the gold has done for that young man, and he's still young as shit. He's still not even in his thirties, I believe. So. Wow, great card to pick for the pay-per-view. Then we go back to one of the fan favorites. Oh, yeah. One of the best. Fan writing. One of the best out there we had last year for myself, Colby Covington versus T. Wood himself. I was hoping we were going to get that fight. That might come six months later because of Colby's year in tail. But T. Wood is also kind of lightened up on the... Fight schedule This year I ended up picking One of the funner feuds One of them that Is going to be one that I can't wait to see With Derek Lewis Wanting that fight Against notorious Greg Hardy The former football player You know the reasons why He likes to defend the honor Of ladies in there He doesn't like people with domestic assault disputes in there So Greg Hardy accepting the award Graciously there for the both gentlemen, Derek oh. <laughs> Lewis is gonna try to come and take it. We hopefully get to see that in 2020. Best feud, I love it. Hardy's just staying quiet because uh, I think he's definitely like mm, I might not want that, but he you know wants we want that it. steam of the sleeping beast. The black beast is gonna get some
1: sleeping beast. Uh, my last my feud last year was it's weird to think about when I was reading it like that. How only happened that happened in two thousand eighteen? It seems like years ago. My favorite feud was Connor versus Ali Abdelaziz with Where's Noah. Um, that was my favorite feud. It seems like ancient. I'm like Agreed. weird. That's so weird. Um, my best feud this year. Uh, I was thinking uh, TV TJ versus Hudo, which is weird to think about. That was last feud. year. Uh, and uh, maybe uh, Colby versus anyone. Uh, but my favorite feud of the year is actually uh, TJ versus Hudo. I thought at the be. I can't believe. It was like time travel, even to say the last one. But this happened in 2019. This is how our year started of 2019. This is a little addition of what a great year it was. This, they put on good press conferences. The fight was something no one expected. Right. And it started the role of Triple C, in which I'm still like, I hate Triple C. And then all of a sudden, you see TJ pop, whole nother thing. Yep. It's like, what a great uh, feud. Tons for the uh, gossip papers of
0: mma and i loved it i loved
1: everything it gave and i can't wait for tj to be back in action
0: such a great feud tj i mean this feud knocked him out of commission for a couple years (laughs) <laughs> yeah it, it was, was such a
1: good feud it ruined the <laughs> career me to the show potentially uh, is it mine next it
0: is your forever fatty my
1: forever fatty it's weird that my forever fatty became one of my fighters that i actually enjoy but it was because i'm partial to leslie smith you guys know how we feel about leslie smith and when aspen lad couldn't get her weight together but you know what she got her award in 2018 and guess what she did in 2019 got her weight together a little bit no that's where she almost passed out on the scale and then got, boom, knocked out by GDR. Not knocked out. <laughs> Goes into a whole other thing. Uh, so, yeah, I guess the forever fatty stayed true. And her award, she didn't learn nothing from it. Great point. Great uh, point. I thought it was going to be easier to go with Cynthia Caviglia fresh off the bat because she missed weight by so fucking much. I'm like, this girl, man, she just has no respect. But who sticks out more for a forever fatty this year than Kelvin freaking (laughs) Gastelum with that elbow on the, we have no idea. He could have missed by more than six pounds, but he could have taken off 14 by the pressure of that elbow on that chest.
0: That's an amazing Forever Fatty. (laughs) That is fat shaming. (laughs) (laughs) Fat shamer. Lizzo would not approve. (laughs) So that's such a great one. There's been so many honorable mentions this year. So many people coming in three, four pounds overweight. I feel like on every other pay-per-view, somebody was missing weight jessica evil eye Mm -hmm. in there getting in that forever fatty i could have
1: thrown the double shade
0: (laughs) Woo! there's so so many but one that kept coming a habitual habitual weight misser we had many did you pick last year last year i ended up going with max boy holloway because he ended up dropping two fights that year for that burn. It is. People don't like it, but you're going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> he got it under control this year, so he is not on that list. Someone who deserves to be on that list, and it's twice. Manny Bermudez missed weight so many times, the UFC cut him. That is true. That is true. He That's a good one. is... Just somebody who is no longer in the UFC. The Latvii trophy was overweight, thus posting and shipping was out of this world. Look at that dog! It is there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
1: It's fat. He is, you had his trophy specially made. It's fatter than overweight every over dog.
0: Overweight Latvi <laughs> underdog. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> so Manny Bermudez, I mean, moving up an entire weight class and still missing by like two pounds. How fat can you get?
1: How fat could
0: you get? Unbelievable. How fat could you get? <laughs> How fat could you go? Unbelievable <laughs> professionalism or lack thereof. Manny Bermudez, you deserve it. Get on out of here, my friend. We don't need that in you. We y- don't need that. Then we move on to the most likely fighter to let you down for 2018. I ended up going with Dominic Cruz in the year of a lot of people. No,
1: it's faking an injury.
0: Oh, I do not have a. Faking an injury. Oh,
1: who did you have last year? Did you have who? any fighter that you felt in your gut
0: faked an injury and deserves the shame? I ended up, I want to say, having a year for that. Oh, the pull-out of Zabi. The pull out of yeah, Zabi. That's totally but I don't know if that one. was 2019, but I think it was 18. So I couldn't make it my 19th, so officially 19, I could not narrow one down that I could think of that. You felt cup. like
1: everybody showed up when they needed to. What they heard last
0: year's Lapys and were like, I'm not gonna I be on that not list.
1: Accepting that award. Uh last year for my faking an injury, I was pissed at Poirier for pulling out against Nate Diaz originally. Uh, but they took their separate pass. We got good things of it. Uh whatever. It is what it is now. No grudges. maybe still no grudges. Maybe it's a little hate. But mine was kinda easy to pick. I thought it was very recent, but Brian Ed Ortega didn't want that Korean zombie smoke. Great point. Brian I didn't even Ortega think did that. not want that Korean zombie smoke, and then he sacrificed poor Frankie Edgar to the Korean zombie, and look what we got. He
0: was too busy look getting Halle Berry.
1: we got. Yeah, that's true, but, I mean, not that all of us would. Korean zombie Halle Berry.
0: <laughs> Good Korean point. Good Halle point. Halle I don't know. You should give me 60-year-olds. Give me I, Instagram shots like that, Halle Berry.
1: So since... um. You didn't have a faking an injury. We can move on to the next award and you can totally take it from there.
0: The next one is going to end up being most likely to let Which you I, down. Which go, goes
1: along. This, these are the shame categories.
0: These are the shame categories and they deserve to be in the lapis for a reason. One. It's not all roses around here. In 2018, I ended up going with Dominic Cruz. He's just somebody who was pulling out of every fight, which way and another. This year, didn't even have one on the books. He didn't want that award again. Do I have a
1: photo I'm looking for?
0: There should be one in there I am for a fighter that we both love. Dominic
1: Cruz. Oops. Backward, backward.
0: It is one we had in there. Oh, my
1: gosh. I don't remember seeing it. So,
0: Dominic Cruz... (sighs) was the 2018 one.
1: YouTube burn. I don't see it. Yeah, sorry. Okay, go on about Dominic Cruz, though.
0: He was just a fighter that you couldn't trust to make it to the mat. This year, had to pick someone who supposedly was active, ended up falling out of multiple fights the week of the fight. That's a good one. We had... I was excited to see him come back. I was as well, and he didn't do much, but this year, even with or without oh, the slide. Oh, you picked
1: Dominic Cruz last year. Last year. Oh! Correct. Oh! I thought the you were talking are... about, I was like, I don't see a Dominic Cruz. No, 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 no. Here. The one this
0: year is going to be, you know he used to be our boy. He ain't no six foot. I have digital proof. Santiago Panzanibio. Where's Panzanibio? You tell me that because I have not seen <laughs> him. He's is most likely to let you down. Where is the Mr. Nevium? He did get
1: a weird infection or something. I That's- always stick up for Ponds.
0: Well, I don't know if I can any there, but I'm not going to say it in there. If you can see in the corner, I can barely face him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That is super funny. (laughs) I can't even look at him. He just gets the eyes. Um, I went through a couple of them. This was a really hard one for me to pick, and it was one of the last ones that I made. I went through, and I thought, maybe I'll make Antonina Shevchenko my always let me down. And then she showed out this year, and then maybe... Maybe I'll make TJ but then I'm like yeah so I already picked him once Kevin Lee and then he showed out and then Darren Till and then he showed out and it was like I don't know I don't know if I have a f- fighter to hate um, my let's see my last year was kind of like maybe it was easy because I maybe I even it was hard for me to pick last year so I was just like oh I'll just go with John Jones which is kind of what I did this year in a way. But my fighter to let me down the most was Connie McGregor. I felt like him with the old man and the rape and the, but he beat the showing.
0: But he beat the rap. Or the rape.
1: I understand.
0: <laughs> Both. Boom. Both. Boom. Boom, yeah.
1: I understand. And uh, he came out and was pretty humble about punching the old man in the head and all that. But it took till the end of the year for him to do that. It was just really awful for Conor McGregor this year. I hope 2020 turns it around um, like I pay homage to Ronda Rousey. I do for him, too. He really brought our sport into another light of the zeitgeist. So you really let me down, Conor McGregor. I hope to see you on the right track. That's all I have to say about that. (laughs) 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 So uh, favorite fight of the year. There is so much to go over with this. I, my immediate, when I first thought, my first instinct, you know what fight I loved emotionally? I love Santos versus JBJ. Like, it came right to my, like, oh, I just love that. Uh, but then it was really brutal, and we really didn't get to see the apex of what that fight maybe could be. And then I thought, Yoel Costa. But then, juice to the tits. Like, it can't even, it's just weird to me. <laughs> Look, and I just call shade on them by giving an award to somebody else. For me, it was kind of an easy pick with this. Uh, once I put it even in the, equation i'm like duh i talk about this fight all year of how much i loved it and so my favorite fight of 2019 uh was adesanya gastelum and um it it was just last year there were so many to go over i think i ended up with whitaker versus romero too which is kind of funny if you look at the trajectory the seven degrees of kevin bacon with this so favorite fight of the year it had everything um it made a superstar out of Adesanya but he really showed up and said every. we're seeing the progression of somebody's career into something great and I didn't get to see the beginning of Anderson Silva I didn't I didn't watch UFC that long so maybe Adesanya is my Anderson Silva favorite fight of two but Gasolim had to show up this had everything a fight needs everything going into the fifth round it was 2-2 for everyone
0: but this was also in your forever fatty category for that elbow was this fight, was it not?
1: Yeah, totally. And so, but I everybody knows I'm partial to Adesanya.
0: Everything mattered here. Great fight. This could be in the top five fights of all time. I mean, it's homage it to amazing. But I felt like I had to go a little different way. For my 2018, I had Botchniak versus Zabi. That beautiful was a classic fight. as beautiful well. Fight. Definitely doesn't hold a candle to Gastelum. And... Adesanya, but I gotta say, for me, one that I saw both guys dig ultra deep and not that Adesanya didn't do that with Gastelum, but I had Barbarina versus Vincente Luque, and also something that could be in the top 10 fights of all time for me, maybe not five like Gastelum, but everyone's picking Gastelum, Adesanya, I feel like, because it is that to behold but That's watch. true.
1: This fight too. You are so right. And there are two big prospects of here on Lat B. If you listen to this show, we pull. It was like seeing two of our underdogs and being like, I don't know where to go with this because these Ooh. two guys are all heart. Every and I know people hate toughness as a word. Right. But this fight this did fight. have. It had the emotion. There was times where you thought both guys were winning. There was times where you thought both guys were rocked. Ah, oh, if it was a five rounder.
0: Unbelievable! Unbelievable! It was a great fight. So good pick. Definitely. My favorite one for the year. Both gentlemen enjoying their trophies in the ring there. What a show they put on. <laughs> oh, wow.
1: It was everything. It was everything. And people started to hate on Luke A. after that fight, but we always just are like, no, it's because Barbarina, no one respects them. Barbarina's a badass. They're both badasses. Good, good, good fight.
0: Absolutely both badasses. Then we move on to the favorite announcer of the year. For 2018, I ended up going with the almighty Daniel Cormier, the Louisiana favorite. He's been not announcing as much as I'd like, honestly, in 2019. I thought he took a big step back, but he's also in the tenure of his fighting career, so I think announcing is just at the cusp of his career. But that lack of announcing, and at times when Cormier has tried to help opponents or just to help people in the octagon. I feel like that cheating always guts around, so I couldn't double up. This year, I ended up going with an ultimate professional, someone who constantly kept bringing the talk back to the fight instead of your salt tank and your mushrooms and your podcast. (laughs) And
1: how big the universe is. Exactly.
0: John Anik was a professional and realized at times, like, hey, boys, we got to talk about the fight. Let's get back to professionalism. John Anik... Bringing in the beautiful locks. I got the Florida native. You can always count me in when he's on cast. Give me some John Annick in there. Honorable mentions. Uh,
1: last year, uh, I went with my Dan Hardy and my John Gooden. Uh, and DC and whoever. I was all love DC. But he kind of upset me this year. He coached ringside a few times. Uh, Joe Rogan is just hit or miss. Like Sometimes he's the best ever. Sometimes he's the worst. Um Dom kind of kept it on point and I wanted to go with Dom but then when I was thinking who else who else who else is ringside it was really easy for me to pick Mr. Michael Bisping the few times that we got to see him step in ringside and take over why some guy was on a pee break or something or uh, there was a time specifically that I can remember Paul Felder was like my teammates going to be in the octagon so I think it's professional if I step aside for this and he and then uh, Michael Bisping sat down ringside I love that shit love it. Michael Bisping's on point he's been super funny Year he's been on some of my favorite podcasts like Tiger Belly, uh, so Michael Bisping, color and intelligence. I like it.
0: Definitely educated by now, who every did I measure. Have last year I already told you. Okay, yeah.
1: Um, actually we skipped over a category, and it it probably should be closer to the end. The category that we skipped over.
0: Interesting. His
1: favorite fighter, male and female. Okay. Uh, and. This is only perfect if you... I'll introduce the male like they do at the Oscars, and then you can introduce the female favorite fighter. I love it. So, last year, my favorite uh, male fighter was... I think my boyfriend, Max Holloway. Duh! Uh, This year, I went through a few dudes. I was like, oh, should I just go with Tony... Should I just go with Israel? Should I just pick this really obvious choice? And I'm like, who have I really loved all year? Who has entertained me at every single moment that they were on screen? It didn't matter the interview. It didn't matter if they were inside the octagon. Everything was a little more interesting when they were in the room. My favorite male fighter of 2019. I put a little ball cap on this trophy. I didn't really, but is Colby Cakes Covington. Wow. I'm brave enough to say it. I enjoyed everything he did. Um, He was really entertaining inside and outside the octagon. And I'm glad whatever his shtick is, the UFC kept him on. It made it more interesting. I'm excited to see him fight Woodley. I'm excited to see him fight uh, Leon Edwards. I'm excited to see him fight Usman again. And so I do think he made the 170 great again. Thanks, Colby Covington.
0: <laughs> wow, male fighter of the year here at Lappy. I'm, that is well deserved. What a trophy for him. Consolidation prize for that chip in the jaw. I ended up going with Valentina Shevchenko for my male and female fighter of the year last year. But this year, I ended up going with my favorite male fighter of the year. Alexander Volkanovski from that city kickboxing camp, a teammate of Israel Adesanya. He was definitely fighting the cream of the crop. Oh, he's your
1: fighter of the year. You put favorite fighter. So did you miss over the male and female of the year part?
0: This is the favorite male fighter of oh, the okay. year. Okay, I did
1: it right. Sorry, everyone. It Had is a abs- difficulty. It I wanted to make sure I pulled the right absolutely thing. Absolutely
0: right. You might be seeing double vision later on. But as of now, the favorite male fighter of the year, Alexander Volkanovsky. He just picked apart Aldo in a different kind of a way. He made him look pedestrian in there. Getting in a shootout with Chad Mendes. Definitely fighting uh, some of the best on the way up and not really having a as easy run as some other divisions. Volkanovski did it amazingly. He was A-plus money plus that as well. You know that also gives him a little extra coin in the bucket there. Volkanovski, I think, is going to do some very good things in the UFC in 2020. Male fighter of the year for me. I don't see how he isn't a contender for fighter of the year. But we'll get to that Okay, good. I'm glad I pulled Um, the right
1: one and didn't blow the watch.
0: It is the one. Then Um, we go to Female Fighter of the Year.
1: Oh, they're all excited. They're lining up.
0: Where we ended up going last year was Valentina Shevchenko for myself. This year, I'm going to end up going with Irene Aldana. She's got style. She's got grace. She's got everything. And she's (laughs) amazing.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. That's a great pick. I that is totally up there. I love her.
0: Love Irene Aldana. She's definitely come on strong in the year. She does have a couple losses, but that heart keeps coming through. That Lobos gym, her and Grasso got it going on down there. That boxing's been on point. She's definitely making her contention in 2020 for that belt. Irene Aldana is my female favorite fighter of the year. Is she in 135? The she is a hundred and. 25 pounds? I and believe agree. it's That's 25. It's mean, not. <laughs> oh, sorry. And either weight class, I'm going to end up watching Way to her.
1: take a shit on the award. <laughs> no, I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> the weight class does not matter in the favor fighter, female or male. It's just what they've done. And Irene Aldana, definitely someone would like in that. I love that her.
1: pick. Um, when I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, am I going to go with the ob's ob's? Am I going to go with Tatiana Suarez? But then she got hurt this year, and she didn't kind of show up that I could stand by it. And then Val, that it's like, that's Ops. How many years? Am I going to go second and, you know, because I don't like hack the Ops Uh, This year, but if you're a fan of the show, I feel like you saw it coming a little bit. My 2019 favorite female fighter of the year is JoJo Calderwood. And when she showed up to beat out Andrea Lee, It solidified it for me. She showed out. She was the underdog. No one thought she was going to do it. JoJo showed up. She's a warrior. She has a heart and a voice like an angel.
0: JoJo (laughs) 2.0 showing up in 220. (laughs) Let's go, girl. Let's go,
1: JoJo. Love
0: it. That's a great pick. She's definitely had a great 2019 coming back from adversity. So awesome, awesome pick. Then we move on to the biggest Bullshitter oh, of the year, two thousand eighteen, ended up being a fun one for all those guys in the UFC. But for nineteen, I ended up going with a young lad, the youngest fighter in the UFC at twenty years old. Give me Chase Hooper with Big Daddy Ben Askren. This is singularly going to actually Chase Hooper in here. Oh, he really? Is what a surprise! You. On the Twitter scene, he blew up. Talking about his high school classes, his Twitter followers is going through the roof. I definitely think it's somebody you should follow, at Chase Hooper. I think 125 on Twitter there. He's definitely a fun one. He mingles with the fans and definitely knows how to take a joke reposting and getting a kind of uh, back and forth going between him and Ben Askren. So definitely give the young man a follow.
1: Huh, bullshitter.
0: It's an interesting. Bullshit. I went a
1: different way with the bullshit award, and uh, I thought it was just like a person that makes me just a little like, "Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> are you serious right now? You somebody should put flame and pile of doo-doo on your door. That's where I go with my bullshitter award. <laughs> so uh, I was looking back at my last year. Now I'm wondering, like, who did I pick last year for the biggest bullshitter? Oh, last year it goes to Sue. I I put USADA, was the biggest bullshitter of last year. Cost us so many fights, cost us weird fighters, uh, everything crazy. Picograms, set up the year of the Picograms. Um, This year, uh, my biggest bullshit of the year is for many reasons. But the cherry on top, an emotional New York athletic commission. (laughs) When you stop a fight called BMF. Baddest motherfucker fight. Are you kidding me? By a cut stoppage. Right. It shouldn't have been stopped. And if you look back at this picture that I so beautifully put on the screen, he could see.
0: He could see. He could see. Everybody knows.
1: He could see. So my biggest bullshit of 2019, New York Athletic Commission.
0: New York, New York Athletic Commission biggest bullshitter. Number one bullshitter. Number one bullshit. (laughs) Habib doesn't like the New York Athletic Commission too much himself, and there's a reason for it. So that's a great one for the biggest bullshitter of the year. Then we go on to the Lat Bs with the... Hype Train. Is it the Hype Train or is it the worst call by ref?
1: Oh, worst call by ref. You're so right. For
0: 2018...
1: The worst call by ref. How do you feel about this year overall by like the calls by refs?
0: I don't, I feel like we had a back half with a lot of bad calls, but the front half of the year wasn't bad at all. I guess some of them were just kind of egregious with either quick stoppages, which we like to talk about here, but also late stoppages where it's like Griffin got murdered and let go in the UFC in their Gifford. Uh, over in Florida, we saw a young man take a beating so bad that they dropped him from the roster. So it's definitely been a more stringent year because the commissions are all battling each other. Every single yeah. pay-per-view we have, they say, we're going on the old rules. No, this week, it's the new rules. Both hands is down. We're still living in no
1: 2016 time traveling.
0: One. Right. It's definitely uh, unclear to even Who some Who got your last fighters. year? Last year? For... Worst call by a ref. It was Mazagatti coming in there and letting somebody take a beating to a pulp in there this uh, year.
1: Yeah, who do you have this year?
0: This year I ended up going with Big Herb Dean coming in against GDR in that fight against Aspen. That controversial, she took it to the courts. She said it, it was gender neutral. They didn't believe her. Or they did. (laughs) They threw that court out of case. (laughs) That was
1: your worst call. You stuck up for it. I did
0: stick up for it because of the weight cut.
1: That's why I couldn't find it. I'm like, that looks like GDR Aspen. No, he wouldn't have picked that.
0: I did pick that. It was a bad one by Herb Dean. The more I look at it, the more I watch it. She got knocked down, but when she rolled over, she was with it, ready to take that next punch. GDR used that veteranship to walk away and treat it as a Yeah, it was kind
1: of a really smart way that GDR played the whole thing out. Um, I for my worst call from a ref this year, and I went into a lot of them. I thought uh, uh, about uh, Usman Woodley, all the stand ups that were done to Usman. That I'm like, why is this being stood up right now? It took a long time. I thought Jimmy Crute, Sam Alvey, how quickly that was stopped. And you're like, Sam Alvey's fine. What are you doing? And there was something not all these had in common. I hated the Usman Covington stoppage. Um, Mark Goddard, I can't believe I'm saying this, but they all had you in common. I give you my worst ref of 2019. It's surprising because he's one of my favorites. Wow. But you know what? Herb Dean turned a point for me this year. I've actually agreed with some of his calls, even though he had cuckoo stuff like the Ben Askren Lawler thing. I thought about him, but Mark Goddard... You take it. Worst Ref, 2019. Wow. I think he might have been with the New York Athletic Commission at one of the fights, too. It was like a banger. In cahoots. Or I forgot to delete it off the screen. Either way. (laughs) I digress. So. The Lappies. Moving on. If we had a musical interlude, that would be perfect right now. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And to finish off the business, I just want to make sure you guys are following us at lappy underscore mma on twitter if you want to see all the slides of our favorite picks, if you are have a short attention span and don't feel like making it through the whole show you can go over and underscore or lappy underscore mma on instagram you can follow emmanuel at zoltanite you can follow me at weak baby uh so make sure you're doing all those things and i think it's a good category to make you sit through all that business for emmanuel who's your hype train of 2019
0: <laughs> First 2018, I ended up picking Dominic Reyes, and he has had a title contendership coming into 2020, getting some controversial wins over the year. I actually am a little cooled off of Dominic Reyes once I saw that he was mortal when Ozdemir essentially got robbed in that dirty split, close one at that, so there was definitely some good showings for the young talent, 2020 is a year for him to come, but... For the hype train, the one I've been telling y'all since the first day I watched. Hey, give me serial Gane, Gagne, call him whatever you want. Just <laughs> call him to the show. He's going to be a contender. I did see a little more openings after that Bowser fight with just some of his technique. He's not maybe... I still feel like he's going to be a guy who's 100% going to fight for that belt at the heavyweight division in 2020 no ifs ands or buts you all seen why we got knockouts heel hooks and decisions while we have to see is five rounds for the young man and he still got a long career in the ufc who was your hype train to follow in 2018 Uh,
1: 2018 my hype train of 2018 was you know when we did but I was pretty dead on with that pick uh, even though a lot of people saw it coming it wasn't a secret this year, uh, you know, I actually thought you were dead on with Nardiev I was going to pick the Nardiev hype train and then I was going to go with Tatiana Suarez but I want to see how she comes back from injury uh, it's easy enough really, I didn't even think about those other people I was just trying to throw in some other names um, my hype train that I'm all aboard I think you guys know it is Edmund Shabazian. I like I like this kid. I think he's everywhere. One. I think he's totally going to be a contender by the end of 2020. Maybe a belt wearer 2021. Wow. Real deal. Everything looks good there. I can't wait until he moves into this es- top echelon of dudes. So, Edmund, dangerous dude. Edmund Israel, that's a great fight.
0: That's a great fight. He's still a little young, but they both are.
1: Yeah, the days well, we Israel's a little older, but right. it, Edmund is definitely one of those younger, younger dudes. So, next category is uh, our most ducked fighter of 2019. This was the hardest category for me to find one for.
0: I absolutely agree with that.
1: I I, I felt like... There, Everybody in the UFC showed up. Every fight that I thought wouldn't happen totally came to fruition. Every one of those normal ones, like, eh, stop talking shit. You know this won't go down. Right. Uh, but I felt like a lot more um, things did go down than we thought we're going to. I'm trying to look through the slides and see who I got. Let's see who I had for 2018. My most ducked fighter. Was Valentina Shevchenko, but she got a fight this year. It wasn't even. It wasn't even a to do.
0: And she has one coming up with Chukagian, so it's like, all
1: right. Maybe I didn't even make a thing for it. Maybe I came up with it so last minute that I couldn't even make a slide. For I it. gotta
0: say, as you're saying, for this year 2019, I couldn't find a duck fighter. People came to Bang Bro, and what it showed out by the end of the year with having so many highlight finishes, submissions as much as knockouts. I ended up having Usman last year, but he got the belt and defended, so he ain't getting ducked. He's getting called out. I have written down
1: Leon Edwards, so I was looking for a slide for him, but maybe I didn't make one. Maybe it came to me so last minute, and because it looks like a fight might go down between him and Woodley, it was like, oh, not worth it. Not ducked, right? Yeah, so I did have most ducked fighter of the year. I felt like he couldn't get any traction in the division because of his name not being big enough with how
0: big of a dangerous threat he was. Fighters must be listening to that, lappy, not wanting to get on the ducked award. Yeah, everybody's of us. Yeah,
1: everybody stepped up. I loved it this year.
0: So. Absolutely loved it. Then we end up going on to the underdog pick of the year, a pick you ended up really loving for yourself. One that maybe Were you, you put out to the Armen. Little, little, little beep beep. Little beep little beep. Little beep that beep. This is that award. This has definitely got some contenders. If you listening to the plus money puesta, getting some of them side bets going on there. You got Cyril gain at plus three hundred decision as of late. You got Masvidal, getting that plus two hundred over Askren. We all saw how that finished out. Telling you truth for weeks, truth
1: ta- for weeks teler- and
0: weeks. But somebody that is still gonna have a little bit of. Uh, money to be had moving into 2020. I got Diego Ferreira being a plus 210 underdog over one of them Russian contingent guys. He's a part of the crew out there. But Ferreira put it on you, boy. He breaks people's wills. He's got a fight coming up with Pettis, and that's a worse stylistic matchup. Diego Ferreira. He's the my favorite, favorite in that. He's
1: worked his way up, but he was an underdog in 2019. Um, you're right.
0: Non-stop underdog. All of 2019.
1: Mine didn't necessarily stay the best underdog pick of 2019, but there was a time that kid be real, kid be real, and I love that Chance uh, Rencounter showed up and slayed Nardiev. In their matchup. And I feel like he was a plus 450 underdog or something in it. Something huge. Yep. So my favorite underdog of 2019 actually went to Chance for Encounter for UFC 239 performance. I specified the performance. I thought it was amazing. Great showing. Way to build uh, hype around yourself. Get a lot of fans. So, he's my best underdog pick. Ta-da! Great
0: underdog pick. That still hurts. My hips still hurt right now. <laughs> <laughs> that was brutal. Absolutely brutal. Such a great call. Such big money odds on that one. So much fun. So,
1: we have a dream matchup coming up. Why don't you go ahead with it?
0: The dreamiest dream fight of them all. One I love. One we've all been dreaming about. It's going to be your boy a JBJ. JBJ. Coming in against Francis and Ganu, the N-word himself. coming in to defend the in heavyweight word? title. <laughs> <This sucks. laughs> but wait, the dream matchup. Is N-Gannou. this your
1: N-word award? No, this is
0: my dream matchup. This is what I want to see in life. I want to see this when I'm dreaming. Two sixty-five. Get them bulk up. You know, hit them squats, John Jones. Fill out them legs. This would be such a fun fight. I would love to they, see it the way I, I no. want to
1: see Israel. John Jones. You want to see John Jones Nganu. Yeah. You're like no, no, no. Don't no. fight. Don't Go. fight
0: down. Go exactly. Uh, show them big boys how all them long limbs in there that punching power. So definitely a fun one for me.
1: My 2018 uh, dream matchup was kind of obvious. It was Khabib versus Tony. It's like yeah, whatever. I went easy with it. Uh, and it had to be something that didn't look like it had any chance of going down and that it wasn't going to ever happen. Uh, My dream matchup this year is Khabib versus Tony (laughs) because I don't believe it until I see it. They have taken away from it closer. I still put it in my category of things I want to see the most in 2020, a dream matchup that I would love to see go down. Please, I don't want to take any of my steam off of it. I give it again. Tuka B versus Tony.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. A, a little great lazy, match
1: up. but I couldn't. I, In April. It's my only double award. It's the only award that goes twice to the same wow. person.
0: That is amazing. Breaking all sorts of walls here at Lat B. Letting you guys know how we feel about the fights. I'm still as excited as ever for that. You can book it seven times. I don't give a damn. It's still real to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't wait to see that fight. The most coveted Latby Award of the year. What all of the fighters have been clamoring for. What the underground has been saying. Fighter of the year for yourself and myself. Last year, it actually went to Val. I had it wrong for women fighter of the year. I had Tanya Evinger last year, so I mixed that up earlier. But my fighter of the year was Valentina. That was a softball this year. I don't know if it was another softball, but I ended up going with my boy, favorite male fighter of the year, Alexander Volkanovsky, the great himself, coming in and just defeat. He made Jose Aldo move down a weight class. That's how bad he whooped his ass. He ended up coming in, taking it <laughs> from true. Max Holloway. He's making
1: Max move up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Jose move up down. 100%.
1: pick.
0: running it. Loving his trophy in the ring there. Volkanovski really holding on tight to that Lappy Award. He deserves it. Stellar year. I loved all of his, those side commentary. His, it's okay to be a nerd and a virgin, which it is. He just had to let it, it y'all is, know it. It is, you guys. It's not a big deal. It
1: is. It's okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, that's the way it goes. Volkanovski being a great role model out there. Just giving good advice and all the pressers. He's definitely a role model. Give me Volk. Last year I went
1: through it. I couldn't decide. Do you see Mejeda? I ended up going with Ally Aquinta. I thought he eked it out for me for being the fighter of the year last year. And this year he came in like a barred on an elevator. It didn't do much. But my fighter of the year is my hype train of last year. I could have given him a lot of other awards. I even did. for I tried to give him an honorable mention for my favorite fight. Or I did. I gave him my favorite fight, Gastelum. Uh, It's easy for me. To go with Israel Adesanya this year. He did everything he said. He did it with charm. He did it with grace. He did one for the nerds. I think the real nerds. Uh, so Izzy is my fighter of the year. He did everything he said he was going to do.
0: From the same it. camp. Both fighter yeah, of the year. City right. kickboxing really showing out this year. We Two should champs. should camp
1: of the year for that, but we ain't.
0: <laughs> in time, in time, Amy, in the fourth annual Lap Awards, we have one hell of a year. The way it's stacked up, there's dream matchups around the corner in April. Starting it off, we got McGregor this year, starting all of those. But that's already so many predictions down the line, so many other episodes to come.
1: Predictions down the line? I think it's funny you should say that because this is really, as much as we think that everything's for the Lappies, everyone comes to see you pull out your magic hat. And pull out our predictions for 2020. That's why everyone's here.
0: Bold predictions. Gonna see what we think might come true fruition in this upcoming year. Last year for 2018, I had Connor losing title, weight divisions being added. That didn't happen. And UFC surpluses didn't happen. Hey, but Connor did lose that title. So one out of two. Give me that odds any day. <laughs> <laughs> What out of three. (laughs) So, not doing so great with the predictions, but we're going to have another hell of a shot. This one, I feel like we're going to go three for three on.
1: Oh, mine don't look great for last year. I'm looking through mine. Cyborg doesn't resign.
0: She got booted.
1: (laughs) Khabib versus Furry Ferguson finally happens at International Fight Week. It did not ever go down. Nope. Kiesa uh, makes millions settling out of court with Mac in an undisclosed amount rumored to be over 8 million. We don't know about that, but he did settle, right? Or no.
0: He shut the hell up, which means he got paid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's last year. So where are you where are we going this year? I'm gonna do mine first just because yours are all on one slide. Perfect. So I'll just go ahead and drop my easy. I tried to do an easy, medium, hard and then uh, maybe I left it at that. Uh, But I thought my easy one, that goes without saying, and I've actually talked about it... before on the show that uh I think the BMF will go on I wanted to do my heart will go on with Celia Dion because you know the BMF will go on we all know that cowboy versus Cerrone is just the BMF and who's going to go against it and the loser is going to go against the loser of the BMF it's going to be this whole new division of superstars just so everyone knows don't be mad about it that's my first prediction
0: didn't Connor just talk about wanting that BMF belt at that as well That's a great prediction. I think you're absolutely right with that.
1: So uh, what's your second or your
0: first prediction? My first prediction is going to be that Stipe Uh, Miocic retires. uh, He's been fighting a long time. He's going to keep on getting that severance from the Fire Academy. But I think once he has a couple of these up-and-comer Rosen strikes, gains, and other heavyweights coming in the division, he's going to be like, all right, young men, it was fun.
1: Oh, no, that would make me sad, but I could totally see it. He's up there. He has another career. Make his money. Get out. Uh, My second prediction that, um, I don't know, I put it as medium. This is my medium prediction. I'm going deeper into my crystal balls. I'm looking into both at the same time. I got, um, I forget the fighter's name, but I got one eye over here and one eye over here, both looking into a crystal ball at the same time. Uh, I think we're going to get to see Amanda vs. Val 3, everyone. Like it or not, I think it's definitely going to be a reality that happens.
0: Wow, for the belts.
1: I think it'll be for the 135. Amanda's wow. not going to go to 125. No way. I would happen. love to step up and get that chance again. I think it's kind of a super fight, and I think everyone wants to see it. Even, it's one of those close w- ones because you're like, why do you want to see a third fight of somebody who already lost twice? Both were close. Right. Both were super close. So that's my
0: second prediction. That is a great prediction. I honestly hope it doesn't happen. Leave <laughs> my baby really belt alone. Leave,
1: baby leave alone. my Get baby belt alone. Get out of here, But look at She takes shots it's from scary. her. It's You're real big deal. big, scary
0: lesbian. Get out of here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so
1: what's your second prediction? Second
0: prediction is going to be Zang at 115 pounds loses the belt in 2020. She's going to have a first title defense against JJ. And I think JJ gets the belt. The boogie woman. You think Boogie, Boogie Woman's woman, coming again? Look at what coming this year. 2020 is going to be my girls' Boogie Woman's year back at 115. We'll uh, I like
1: that. I don't mind it. But I like saying two being the champion. I like both women fighting for that belt right now. Um, but I don't mind it. And I think it's a definitely a good prediction. My third prediction that I haven't been secretive about this either. And I, I think it's a hard prediction. If this were to come to pass, I had to get out Windex. I had to shine these things with wax. I had to look deep into the future to see. And I know you guys, some of you are going to hate this out here. I hope I don't get the KGB following me. Ferguson, fourth round TKO, doctor, stop it.
0: Wow. That's deep. <laughs> I love it. Does he not come off of the cage? Does he not get off of the stool? Uh,
1: no, he gets up, but it is like where everyone's like, it cannot go on. Everyone's right. like, this fight has got to stop. Like his eyebrows folded over his eyelid. Right. Like he can't see at all. Tony gets up, looks all bloodily gruesome, but after he's toweled down. Ain't his blood. No damage. It ain't Tony's blood.
0: Wow. It's going to be a movie from a vampire scene, essentially. Cuckoo is going to feed. Hey Kuku is going to feed. I love it. Love that prediction. Can't wait to see the belt. Did you have anything that
1: made runners up for you? Or anything that you I to throw
0: didn't, in? There? I didn't have any other runners up. If you have any, feel free to get them down. While well, you can, I have one more prediction. But all right, that's about what it. is it? What's your? It's gonna be the Triple C reigns for all of 2020. I think it is the era of the Triple Champ. Oh, I know he relinquished wow. one belt, but that doesn't mean he doesn't keep the 135 belt. I think he defends it for 2020. And
1: maybe he goes for the 145. I would like to see that.
0: He's a. Big we'll see. Dude. We'll see. But I definitely think his camp. Is definitely doing good things as well. A lot of people that go there are seeing big gains. So I think the triple C's got it in the bank right now. And he's we're gonna see a mini run here of a legendary streak. And he's that type of guy. He's that type of guy.
1: I have something that um it's it, it was my number four prediction. I know we usually only do three, uh, but It's kind of along the same lines as seeing somebody keep their belt. I actually see Israel and Usman remaining undefeated in 2020. I think Nigeria strong. That was a hard thing to get through. I think Israel's going to get through um, Costa. I think he's going to get through Yoel. I think all that fine. And Usman, I think his hardest fight was Covington. So if he cleared that, that's the only person I even see giving him any kind of battle for that. So Israel and Usman. Undefeated 2020.
0: Wow, that is a great prediction. I could see that. that. Is that official or a runner-up?
1: Uh, it was a runner-up. It was the last one that I made into my top three predictions. I did make one other award, and this could get a little salt.
0: Wow. People. I didn't know. I this, is this is a secret at award. IV. It's just
1: an honorable mention award, but I call it the game changer. Whoa. And I don't know if it's even a real deal, and if you can think of anyone that comes off your head right away. And I know um, he gets a lot of haters from people, and he has a lot of fans, too. But I felt the creation of the BMF title by Nate Diaz was something that really deserves something. He created so much steam and hype and how much we're going to get to see roll over into 2020. That was all him. The entire thing was his idea. And so I think there's this huge part of Masvidal's career that is a little from that moment in the cage of him verse uh, Pettis and then being like, I only fight badass motherfuckers, and I want to fight another.
0: My honorable mention would be somebody that you profiled earlier on the show, and that'd be Israel Adesanya, because he is one of the nerds speaking out for nerds, wearing his Naruto stuff, talking about all that Baki and all that good anime. So he is somebody who's setting a trend in a community that I think they didn't necessarily think they had fighting skills. Ooh, but really...
1: The Lat Bees. It's yeah, hot. It's hot.
0: It's hot under the <laughs> <It's> lights.
1: <hot. laughs> Gotta take it off now that it's at the end.
0: <laughs> and now the end, end is, is near. near. I am
1: I loved it. I really... What a great fucking year of fights. I feel so lucky to be a fan. And I'm I'm done with the break. <laughs> <I> <laughs> I'm really- ready to break. Yeah, it's been good. This was a lot of work putting these... Really thinking about these and trying not to slight anything else. And really going through... Other people's lists even, and seeing who other people had, and seeing who people had too much of that I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a big deal, but what about this? Um, So I love the Latvies. I'm looking forward to the fourth year, and uh, our fans deserve a Latvie Award.
0: Definitely. Best fans. They do. In the world. Yeah.
1: And we're going to start putting your art up here. We are just talking about it. We're going to start adding things to the studio that you guys send us, Uh, so... Other fans can see, too, because a lot of love out there. What is it? The Wolf Pack? No, that's so stupid. Is that gay and hacky? <laughs> 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 I don't know. We'll talk about it. Bees. That's just silly. We just started that out. I thought place. it was the Legion for a while. The Legion. Lappy Legion. Lappy love it. Perfect. Region. Okay. Thanks, you guys. Talk soon. Next year? Or we're already here?
0: We're already kicking off the year with the Bees. Always
1: late. Happy 2020. Lappies!